0: Welcome to another episode, the, the last episode of the Impala Cycles campaign. Dun,
1: dun, 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 dun,
0: I am your Galaxy <laughs> Master Connery, and with me today, as every time we do this to my immediate left, is
2: Talia. Woo! What up? I play Jinx and for the very last time. Oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> uh, and I am the Impala's captain. Have a really Slayer amazing crew. The end. Slayer, Slayer of the end. It's a good Slayer time. Slayer of the end. Doesn't <laughs> that sound cool? I would
1: put that in my driver's license. <laughs> and who's that next to you? This is Jacob, who is playing John Jordan, the Solarian head of security on the Starship Impala 2 for one last time.
0: And who's that boy?
3: This is Joseph. I play Mercer the android mechanic who is one good pilot.
1: Has been one good pilot. And will remain. Will remain. Will remain forever.
4: Mm -hmm. And finally. uh, This is Justin. I play Bosk, the Vesk first officer of the Starship Impala and Lord of Fire, probably. (laughs) Lord of Fire. Lord of Fire. Lord of the Light. And of course... Shepherding through us
0: through this with us on our on our final episode of the cycles campaign, it's it's Jose. Woo! Hey. Yeah. Sexiest man alive, six weeks in a row. Damn six <laughs> weeks in a row.
1: And of course, <laughs> here as our amazing galaxy master who has created such an amazing universe for us to play with and interact with and be badasses in, we have. I am Connery, your galaxy master. <laughs> Connery. Thank you so much, yeah, Connery. You did you an guys. amazing job with this.
0: Yeah. I'm excited for this next part. This is going to be really cool. But before we get there, it's time for Tabletop Topics. Topic. with Jose. <laughs> Thanks to Jose. Bob. What's the question, Jose? It's going to be <laughs>
4: what are you most grateful about this past campaign you guys
0: Ooh, what are you Ooh, most grateful aww. about? Oh my god, the friendships, I the memories. I love Excellent final the question. Donuts. Thank the, you. Donuts. the donuts! The
4: donuts! The, donuts. <laughs> oh. the fancy cheeses every time. They're Thank like you, Gold's Donuts.
3: Uh, I think for me, uh, mine's, I guess, outside of the game, but just getting a chance to see everybody regularly. You know, especially Justin lives so far away, and uh, you know, it's good to just meet up once a month. Hopefully, and and just see just see everybody and hang out, catch up, and this is, that's been great. Justin.
4: Uh, yeah, that was mine too. Like I live about an hour and a half away from everybody else, so like this is one of the only times I get to see you guys. So I'm super grateful. For and we that. have to we have to change that, like yeah. seriously.
0: Like either um, invite us down to see you because we'll come down to okay, see you. Sure, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Move
4: towards you. Yes, you that should. Is, oh, we you should, should all and all just like <laughs> commute. It's not that far. It's not, <laughs> far. It's not that far. Really. No, but also I like talk to a whole bunch of other people about how like I play this game and they all think it's super cool and like they don't know how to play though. So you guys are like the people that I come and play with. So it's Aww. fun. I want to listen to those beginner episodes. Yeah, Yeah, <laughs> yeah the beginner episodes yeah, is actually are probably very helpful. Yeah, Italia uh, for grateful? me,
2: of course, same. Like it, it's it's difficult to get together with a good group of friends, so it's nice that we always have this to come back to. But um, also, um, I think the opportunity to be a part of a game like this, uh, where it kind of helps build. Uh, confidence and and um, you know like role playing and I'm obviously not I don't like as captain I'm not <laughs> I'm not the best speaker I feel like but I think each game I it, it gives me an opportunity to try and be better uh, about that and to express my creativity um, as a different character so it's mm-hmm. it's been it's been a, a fun journey and I'm excited to continue it with a, a new character or you know whatever we mm-hmm. end up doing, mm.
0: Jacob.
1: Yeah, I really love that it's. Uh, this has helped with all of our creativity as, as storytellers. We all want to per- contribute to a medium that can touch people and enlighten them in some sort of way. And this story that we've all uh, had a great part in, orchestrated by Connery. It's a story of unity and and overcoming obstacles and all that good stuff and just like Talia said, helping us be creative, helping us really engage our heads, because my God, I'm thinking so much every episode. So yeah, just the the unity and the creativity.
0: And I think I'm most grateful for that you guys took this chance to begin with. Like, It could have been so easy when I asked if you guys wanted to do this, you would say like, no, I don't want to do this. It seems like a lot of, like, work and weird effort to, like, put something like this out there, but you you didn't. You guys, I was like, do you want to do this? And you all pretty readily just said, yeah, sure, why not? As long what? as you put all <laughs> the episodes together. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, as long as you do all the editing, we'll do it. But I I just can't say how grateful I am to know you all and have everybody who helps us on this show and, like, everyone who, you guys who do it and our guest speaker, guest, guests who come on and play with us, too. It's just... Like I said, this has just been something that I wanted to do for such a long time, and I I couldn't be more grateful to you guys who, who made this happen. And I'm just like thank you to you guys. Like you're you're amazing. Like you're all you're like some of my best friends, and I love you guys. So there you go. We love you too. Mm -hmm. As we've shown. Yes, as you have indeed. I'm 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 very very happy at this moment. So last time on Starship Impala, you guys defeated the end that's what happened <laughs> you boom you did it um so let's just let's just hop right in cause if you skip that last episode shame on you cause you're a dope you're a dope yeah <laughs> alright so you guys float over the remains of the end that's now kinda like dissipating in perfect silence this is the place where everything began and where everything should have ended then you hear something over your comms—a series of joyful shouts and laughs and cries. Today, the impossible happened. Today, the crew saved the universe from its destiny. You guys hear Ingrid come over your comms, and she says, "Are you still here?"
2: "We're still here, Ingrid."
0: She turns and shouts to the people, "They're
2: alive!" And you just hear everything goes. <laughs> What's it like on that end? Is everyone all right? Like, <laughs> we're good. We some
0: some didn't make it, but we're good. We're all. Most of us are still here. <laughs> Everyone who matters to you, story-wise, is here. <laughs> Red shirt number six did not make it. Out. All right. So you guys hear cheers and applause, and she says, and you're just, "Come on home. We're all waiting for you." All right. All right. So you guys fly over, and then you hear. You begin to fly over, and then you hear the first voice echo in your minds, and he says. I'd like to speak to you all first, if you don't mind. Sure thing. You guys float over to him on his like little um, area on the ever, and he's like, I'm speechless. I really am. You all proved to me that anything is possible, that fear can be faced and beaten, that destiny isn't set in stone. I used to know everything that was going to happen, but now it's a whole new story. The end destroyed so many worlds when it first arrived. You guys saw it happen. So much history was, was lost. But the universe goes on thanks to you all. My creations live on because of all of you. For that, I couldn't be more grateful. I've done the most horrible thing so many times now. And that's to give up on those I love to impose my will thinking that I knew best for everyone. I accept just how wrong I was now. Whatever punishment you think best fits, what best fits what I've done, I'll take it. So he's looking at you guys. (laughs) What?
2: Punishment? Yeah, what? Punishment? You were a a huge part of where we're at now. There's no no point of... Looking back and yeah. having any regrets, this is where we're at now. And I'll
3: take I'll take you knowing you were wrong about us as punishment <laughs> enough. Wait, see,
2: <laughs> bragging rights,
4: like a million, however much <laughs> you need. Credits. To pay oh, I, know, to I don't need to pay
3: him <laughs> back because we got into the sponsorship. Yeah,
4: <laughs> that's right. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, right.
0: You, you agreed with the sponsorship. <laughs> we don't
3: gotta buy a beer
1: <laughs> ever again. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he says. Uh, uh, he says. Uh, thank you, again. Again, you all surprise me. And I think that's when... Um, the family members and the prophets separate from you guys. And you guys slowly float to the ground where the first is. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're all looking at you. And Pala steps forward from this bunch. And he says... We accept the fate you gave our master. And we thank you for being so lenient towards him. Like, you, you understand now. He was only acting in his best interest and he was afraid. Yes. And
2: yeah, and what he thought that was for the best mm-hmm. interest of everyone. Yes. Yes.
0: And uh, the elder steps forward from the family and he says, Your decision was a wise one. And they all kind of look at each other and um, the elder says, We have jobs to do now. New worlds to help make. And then Payla chimes in his voice well. says, New choices to consider. We'll be busy. The elder then says, this is perhaps the last time you'll see us all. Wow.
2: Thank you for putting your trust into us family members. Are they talking to us? Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're all each other, Right. Um, and prophets, no hard feelings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you see, like they all kind of go <laughs> <and> grumble. We <laughs>
0: <Yeah. laughs> do it again. We <laughs> do yeah. it again. <laughs> All right, so with that, I think you see the family like raise their hand. Jinx, the child, I think, runs up to you and gives you a big hug. You were the first one that mm-hmm. found it, the first one ever, so there you go. And I think then they all kind of float up into the sky a little bit higher before they, <sighs> before they finally shoot off into the universe.
2: What a journey. No, an adventure this has been. We have traveled the universe and back, meeting the best and the worst beings we could have encountered. We've nearly faced death on multiple accounts and probably the, are the only team that could visit hell and come back alive with a demon lord on our team. We are the only group that can walk away confidently from a major corporate company with hundreds of thousands of credits that had a means completely, uh, completely and totally justified. The only group that could harness the energy of the Solarians and use that power for good. I could not be more proud to be a part of a team so like this. A team, if I'm being quite honest, of misfits. A child, Mercer, essentially too smart and confident for his own good, but still sees what's right and best for the world. For us, a soldier, Bosk, one who lost his own family, but was able to break down his own walls to let us a new sort of family in. A man, John, brave enough to leave his home, and the one you truly love, yeah, we all know, Uh, for a better better cause. And me, a a gangly Sarcesian, leaving her planet without a home, without a family really. But here we are, clearly capable of anything, of everything, of the impossible, to save not just a person, not just a planet, but an entire universe. Um, And then I I didn't write anything more in my little book, so I imagine that I'm folding up my paper, (laughs) put, put it in my jacket pocket. Uh, like take off my glasses <laughs> <laughs> and say, um, I am beyond grateful and thankful that I was put in uh, the team of the CUG, that terrible government <laughs> corporation, or that like, terrible government uh, system, um, to find you all and to know, to know how. Uh, I to know At
3: least the CG got one thing right. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs>
2: oh,
3: perfect.
0: I think you guys hear Danny come over your comms and he says, um, do you want us to put you guys up? Yeah, let's go back to the
3: Impala first and then mm-hmm. go back to the continuum. Mm-hmm.
0: So you see the Impala hover above the, hover above the first planet right where you guys are. And I think it just stays hovering and like a ramp comes out for you guys to walk on. Yeah.
3: I shed tears. I see my ship again. Exactly. <laughs> and I walk up the ramp.
0: And so once on board, the heroes, you guys, are greeted by all of their crew who rush over to them in a dog pile and massive hug. So everybody who's on the ship, I'm sure you guys have their names written down, but I don't really remember their names. So, <laughs> All right. And then they... After the dogpile is over and the congratulations and the handshakes and the tier 4 reunions are had, they take you back to the Continuum. And yeah, and I think when you guys arrive, you just hear the cheers and the, and the applause and everyone's just congratulating you constantly. And the camera slowly starts panning out of this golden fortress floating in the middle of space and we keep going farther and back and farther back and farther back until it's just a distant nebula. And then we're going to have a little title card that says years pass. So. How many years? Just years. It's just years. Mm-hmm. years. We're going to be a little vague about it. Um, so Jinx, this first one's for you. For some time after the war with the beginning and the end, Jinx continued to captain the legendary Impala until she felt a calling elsewhere. It is during that time that she gave the ship over to the one person who would probably want it the most, Mercer. So I want to do a little scene with you giving the ship over to Mercer. Okay.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, well, uh, we did it. We. Uh, I guess I. I guess I don't really need this ship anymore. Um, you've got big plans to see the universe.
3: Of course, it's of course. my dream. I love this ship.
2: This. This is your ship. It's your baby.
3: That's right. I created it. Yeah.
2: I want to. I, it is your ship it doesn't belong to anyone else you do with it as you see fit just as you've had you've taken the best care of it you've put the most time and effort into it it's yours you should take it around see the world
3: thank you jinx you were its first and most likely will be its best captain Mm
2: -hmm. well not anymore captain
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so good! All right, um, Jinx. I know there was something else you wanted to do. You see Danny, who is he's he's crying in his room. I'll say when he hears the news oh. that you're leaving. Oh, Danny. Yep. And then he sees you and he wipes his tears away quickly, composed, and goes, "Um, oh, hi, hi, Jinx. I, I heard you're, you're leaving today."
2: Yeah, I am leaving today. It's yeah. uh, it's it's time to go.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm going to really, really miss you.
2: You know, Danny, I, I was thinking a lot about that, too. I, I'm i really going to miss you, too.
3: Okay, well...
2: But...
4: What? what? Go ahead.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, but I don't have to miss you. What do Well, I was thinking I'm kind of... I'm kind of getting in my years. I, I haven't really met anyone yet to, to start a family or Are anything. Are proposing to <laughs> Danny, <laughs> such a goof. Such a goof. <laughs> no, I I really felt like we've bonded over these la- this last year. Oh, cool. And I think, I mean, if you want to come on more adventures with me, I could really use Lus, Lus, LUST Lus,
0: You see him run through his... his, his um. Closet, I think take out you and start jamming goblin <laughs> clothes inside of it.
2: Danny, Danny. Hello? I want to call you my son. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> he it, would that be okay with you?
0: He starts crying and he gives you a big hug. Cutie and he jumps up in your arms.
2: Yeah, and I'm so tall that yeah, he's yeah. like he's definitely just You're on definitely my neck. Definitely on your neck, shoulder, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Hugs your head. Um. <laughs>
0: All right, that's good. It's a goodbye, but not forever. She knows this in her heart as she exits the ship with Danny by her side and sets foot back on her home world for the first time in many years. She finds herself walking familiar paths once again. It all looks so much more beautiful now, the way the jungle trees blow and blow, releasing their sweet scent into the air. She sees it in the faces of every diasporan that passes by on, on the way. The ground is soft and warm beneath her feet as she treks towards her final destination, a large warehouse-looking building with a sign above it that reads, Mercenary Trademark Organization. Jinx and Danny enter the building and take a seat and wait for Jinx's name to be called. She has made this appointment much in advance. Jinx walks up to the clerk, a one-eyed heavily armored member of her people. She tells him that she would like to reactivate an old group under under a name that's looking for new members to find some old ones. The name is Swarm. The one-eyed Diasporn smiles. He knows the name. Mm. He looks through some files before finding the old dusty one and brings its status back to active and available for contracts. He tells her that he's glad she's back in business and shakes her hand. Years pass. Jinx has assembled a new generation of Swarm, consisting most prominently of a now-adult Arachna and Danny, the only male member. They have moved through space and time with the help of Pela and crossed dimensions in search of their lost sisters. And one day, it finally happens. They find them and they're alive. It's a reunion of family found once again. They travel back home and have many happy years together, together, adventuring, sharing, laughing, and living their lives to the utmost. It's been many more years now since Jinx saved the universe, since she saved her sisters, and she is old now, but never tired. She oversees her new sister's adventures in her twilight years, growing the swarm further and further until they are known throughout the universe as a group of women that get jobs done, no matter how difficult or impossible the odds may seem. Then, one golden fall day at her desk still hard at work, Jinx feels a tingling sensation before collapsing Danny, who works at a small desk next to her, runs over to his adopted mother. She wakes up in bed. She is told a few days have passed, and that she's dying. Her friends have been called, and they all came running. She hasn't seen them in so long, but here they are, kneeling at her bedside. I'd like to do a scene with you guys at Jinx's deathbed.
4: Oh, shit. (laughs)
0: You're not, you're not like, the coughing pitchings. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, it, it's, it's peaceful Just death. Just actively okay. die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, Flesh-eating bacteria.
2: My friends. How long have I, haven't seen them in years? In, in a long time. A long it's time. been a long
3: uh, time. Can we, wait, pause it real quick? Sure, sure. I have something. up. I-
0: a long time. Who wants to say something to their mm-hmm. dying friend? So
2: I open my eyes. Or I guess I hear a knock on the door or something. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, is. I. You guys are here. Of course. Captain. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, and I think I want to reach my hands out to touch all of their hands. Oh. Um, yeah. Oh, can we actually do it? We can actually do it. Um, it's been so long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I wasn't prepared for this.
2: Uh,
1: Mercer's gotten so old.
4: <laughs> look how yeah, old Mercer looks the same. <laughs> yeah, I look the same, but
3: yeah, I'm like way older.
2: I feel like I have so much to tell you and so much to hear from you.
3: I've taken good care of the Impala for you, Jinx.
2: <laughs> Is it uh, It's still the Impala 2? It hasn't been crashed and rebuilt? <laughs> okay.
3: Of course it hasn't been crashed. <laughs> Who do you think I am?
2: One good pilot.
3: That's right. <laughs> um, Are you
1: feeling any pain? You're not.
2: No. Uh, I'm not, apparently. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the doctor says, no, <laughs> you're <not. laughs> no, that's my God voice being like, no, you're not. You're not. I don't want to be like, I'm in so much pain. <laughs> yeah.
0: Good, that's good.
2: You know, through all of, through all the extra adventures that I, I had been on after being uh, at the, on the Tame Impala with you guys, nothing has compared the adventures. <laughs> Shut up, Jose. Uh... Nothing has been quite as well Fulfilling Fulfilling Yeah I know
1: what you mean Captain I know what you mean
2: So
3: <laughs> in, my, in my travels through the universe people speak very highly of Swarm You've been doing a good job
2: Yes Yes that is true I'm 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 happy to have found Swarm again and to reconnect and recreate um, that group of women and hopefully hopefully, Danny can take the reins on it and lead them into
0: to I think Arachna would kill them if I did that
2: mm-hmm. like I was saying <laughs> Arachna will take the reins and <laughs> and uh, continue saving the planet just as per usual And um, but still I I think very highly of our time together.
1: Yeah. I just... I wanted to come and say thank you for being you, Jakes.
4: Thank you for destroying the end, Captain.
2: If I recall correctly, we all destroyed him. That's something that's left out from all the books, but... I was <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs>
1: it's fine, because we were... We were following your lead. Yes.
2: But I couldn't have done it without you fellas. True. <laughs> <laughs> I think you guys hear a knock on
0: the door and a nurse comes out and she says, I'm sorry, but visiting hours are over. She needs her rest.
2: Thanks for stopping by.
0: Rest well, Captain. Well-deserved rest. Well-deserved indeed. All right, You guys leave and... Jinx, you can feel your eyes getting heavy. And you think, maybe it'll be okay if you rest just for a little while. Your eyes close, and the woman who promised to save the universe, and did, dies. Jinx wakes up, and she feels it. She's strong again. She gets out of bed and looks around at the vibrant multicolored forest she finds herself in. In the distance, she sees a large house. Voices can be heard coming from inside of it, familiar ones. Once she thought she would never hear again since they passed on. She approaches slowly. She grabs the doorknob and pulls the door open. Only she sees who are inside. Tears come to her eyes, and Jinx smiles as she enters through the open door. And that's the end of Jinx and oh. oh!
2: my goodness. <laughs> I died. I died. All
0: right. Bosk. (laughs) Bosk served aboard the Impala for several more years. He was there when Jinx decided to leave the ship with Danny, that she captained for so long, and was quite surprised when she chose to give the Impala to Mercer instead of him.
4: (laughs) He understood that.
0: He understood though. After all, Mercer was his friend, and how could he be anything but happy for him? Of course. It is after a few more rides that the Vesk chose to end his time with the Impala.
4: It's been fun, friend. I'm going to miss you. And I really enjoyed our time together. My only request is that you get more comfortable living quarters for the rest of your crew. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, it'll take up too much space. (laughs) You're right, forget I said anything. But
3: Vosk, you were a great first officer when I served under you and a great first off officer when you served under me. I thank you for that.
4: It was my honor. And uh, no, no hugs goodbye. I, yeah, I'll hug him goodbye. the <laughs> him on the head. I'll <laughs> right. shake my head. <laughs>
0: his goodbye said, Bosk sets off on his next adventure. He scours the universe in search of something worth fighting for, and oftentimes he finds it. Bosk fought in many wars on the right side, freeing people from tyrants and monsters alike, including his own. He is galaxy renowned for slaying the Gigamalatrox. <laughs> and let us not forget his war with the webbed wire folk or the freeing of the branching worlds, a finer soldier there never was. Most who heard the stories of his deeds considered him a myth until they met the mighty but always kind Bosk. Then they would know it was all true. Many years pass. And Bosk continues his quest on and on, the old Vesque roams, claiming victory after victory. He is recognized as one of the greatest Vesk who ever lived. Emperor Kurtz himself honors him with the Medal of Vesk Valor. His honor will never be called into question ever again. Of all the things Bosk has done in recent years, this is by far one of the proudest moments. To hear the people who once cast him out cheer his name, to be honored forever in their halls and in their memories. More time passes, Bosk's never-ending fight continues well into his old age. He only joins the fray once in a while now to give his troops a boost. He now leads a massive mercenary army of creatures from across the universe who believe in the right thing. He proves himself not only as a fearsome warrior, but as a cunning commander. Glory follows the vesicle wherever he goes, and Bosk is happy, until a message reaches him that his captain is dying. Bosk drops everything and takes the nearest fighter ship and pilots it himself straight to Diaspora, where he, along with the rest of the crew, are there together at the end of Jinx's life. They exit her room once it's clear. Once it's clear she's not waking up. Together, Mercer, John, and he have a talk consoling one another. So you guys just found out the news that Jinx has passed away. So this is right after? Like, right. the. Last... I think it's like maybe a day after you actually okay. find out.
1: Oddly enough, I don't feel sad.
4: I just feel proud to have known such a brave leader. Exactly.
3: She was the greatest captain ever. <laughs> ever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> After the talk, the crew attend their funeral and then celebrates her life. And then celebrates the life of Jinx and Secta, along with her people and Danny. Bosk takes a moment to himself though, and exits the party. He looks up at the stars. And do you have anything private you'd like to say to Jinx? No, I don't know. That's good. All right. Okay. So we can look. <laughs> you, you can look in like, look. look
4: and, like think about all the good times, but That's like good. I don't say anything. I like that. That's good. Yeah. His final thoughts.
0: His final uh, thoughts. Thought. <laughs> Bosk returns to the party after the night of festivities. Bosk bids his friends goodbye and returns to the front. He fights on for a few more years until, to everyone's surprise, the great warrior is not struck down by sword or bullet or laser or explosion, but simply old age. On his deathbed, Botz hears the voice of a loud old human and a wise android making their way to his tent, to his command tent, on the battlefield. John and Mercer enter, joined by Danny and
4: Kamar. <laughs> I laugh and say, <laughs> "I had a feeling I would see you one more time." I'm old as freaker. you
1: Yep, as you can see, Mercer just keeps getting older and older.
0: <laughs> Kmart Pat it's funny every time, sir.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's good to see you, boss.
4: It's good to see you, too. I want you boys to take care of things while I'm gone. Of, just of course. Everything. The universe. <laughs> everything. All of it. Well, you know, we,
3: we did it once. We could do it again.
4: And that's what I was thinking. I believe you have
3: uh, more responsibilities ahead of you after this.
4: I believe you're right. <laughs> Hopefully, I will not be seeing you again. <laughs> I won't see you again. Hopefully. Well, I want him to not go to hell. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. Do well Making sure people end, end up where they need to end up.
4: Bosque. I will. I thought you were going to say, do well in hell. And that would have well made me laugh. Be swell in hell. Wow. Well in hell. Well. <laughs> that
1: too. Uh, uh, Be swell uh, in hell. <laughs>
4: <Jinx>. <laughs> Indeed, I
0: will. All right, nice. um, are you guys done with your visit? Yeah. All right. So you guys give Bosk a nice little goodbye and head out of the tent. Their conversation comes to an end, and Bosk knows there are no more battles for him to fight he has won. To be honest, he won a long time ago. His eyes closed, his eyes closed, and the greatest warrior who ever lived dies near the battlefield. Here, on the other side, Bosk remembers the bargain he made all those years ago at the thrones of hell. He would not see Vesk Valhalla not for many years. He finds his form changing to his demon lord state, mighty, invincible, and terrifying, but still Bosk. In this between world, his old friend Bellatar greets him. So Bellatar comes and he goes, Ah, so you finally kicked the bucket huh? (laughs) Yes, it was a
4: long time coming, but here I am. Yeah, that's good. He puts his arm around your shoulder and he says, You've changed
0: hell, Bosk, but there's still work to do. Are you up for the task? Indeed I am. Let's get started. (laughs) The two enter a fiery portal side by side, discussing redemption, hope, and an afterlife full of adventures yet to come. And that's the end of Boss Ah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, John.
2: I can finally speak. <laughs> you can't speak in this one. <laughs> can I? Can I? You, you may
0: yes. John was the first to leave the Impala, for he both he and Kmar had a purpose. To find the new Solarians and instruct them in the ways of the balance, to form a new powerful order to protect worlds that could not protect themselves. John and Kmar say their goodbyes. And here's with everybody, and we're gonna. John and Kmar say goodbye to the Impala. Well,
1: it's, it's been swell. I
2: can't believe you're leaving that so happens. soon.
1: It's just a responsibility, Kmar and I have. I can and feel I everyone out mm-hmm. there. They need us.
2: You have a responsibility.
1: Yes. But Kmar and I will miss you all For so sure. much. So much. Mm-hmm.
2: You've been a an important asset to not just this ship, but to our lives as well.
1: All of you will live on forever in my heart. Thank you. Even if Mercer won't ever die, really, but yeah, you I will still be in my heart.
0: Thank you.
3: And you will be in my circuits.
0: <laughs> and I think, uh, also, Kmart says, th- "Thank you, guys, so much." Yeah, thank you.
4: Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He, yes. Like, wait, who are you? I'm, I'm Kmart. <laughs> <I'm... laughs> no. He's
3: messing with you. Messing with you, you yeah. saved <laughs> us in one of our moments of greatest need. I, I did. Thank you so for that.
4: You <laughs> I'm only kidding. <laughs> of course. I appreciate you Kmart. <laughs> okay, good. Thank, Thank you. you. Jinx. Jinx. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Just forget it, John. Let's go. <laughs> Alright. I understand. <laughs>
0: understand. Alright, let's
2: keep going. Alright.
0: With their farewells at a close, John and Kmart start their grand quest. They journey to galaxies near and far, searching for new Solarians until they find their first one. And I really want to do a scene with them finding their first, like, new Solarian. And I was wondering if one of you guys wanted to play the part of the new Solarian, like the first recruit they ever have to this order. Sure. Who wants to do it? Okay, do it.
1: Well, what,
3: what's, what, what am I? Yeah. Um,
0: um. Whatever, whatever what you want I? to be. Whatever you want to be. I, I really didn't have anything written down.
1: Another android. <laughs> Don't be Don't be
3: <laughs> no, I'll be, I'll be a. <laughs> All right, um, so we arrive. We. we I'll, be a, I'll be a Lushinta. Lushinta. Like Kmart? Yeah, like. No, he's like a Kasaf. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, that's the thing with the bug, the antennas. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He's not using his mouth, he's using his telepathy, right?
0: Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, me and Kmart approach the recruit. Yeah. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. Uh, I'm John Jordan. This is Kmart. Hi. We are Solarians. Do you know who Solarians are? I know. Well, do you feel this power within you? This this
3: urge that you can't quite explain. Yes. Ever s- only for the past whatever. Th- it's, it's been year. probably
0: like a like, probably like a year. Yeah. It's yes.
3: A year. About a year ago it started. Well,
1: Solarians. Have that urge, that power, and a while ago, a Solarian gave its power to you, and now you will eventually, with enough teaching, be able to master these forms. And then I turn into photon mode, mm-hmm. and then Kmart turns into graviton, graviton mode. mode. Yeah, <laughs> and then we switch. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> boop, 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 boop. We I step back show. in awe. Yes. S8 teach me how. Of course. You will be a true student of balance.
0: And I think he takes your hand and from here things only grow. They search and find dozens and then hundreds and then thousands until their ranks have swollen to form a new Solarian order the likes of which has not been seen in the universe before. John f- founds a new massive Solarian school that orbits the sun he made near Juno, his home world. Years pass, and during this time John has hardly been idle. He's gone on adventures to the farthest reaches of the cosmos, he's discovered long thought lost solarian texts, and restored the balance on more worlds than he can count. Many times throughout this period of his life, John would be visited and even challenged by Tarin. All in good fun, of course. The two would debate the nature of good of good, of evil, and of course the balance. For days on end, before their conversation would finally come to a close, both enriched by the experience. It's on a rigorous day of training his new apprentices that he hears the news that his captain is dying. He reaches out with, with graviton energy and feels it. She is dying. John grabs Kamar and rushes to the, to his ship, and tells his pilot to make to make the Diaspora as fast as she can. She punches it and makes it there in record time. There, alongside Bosk, Mercer, Danny, Kamar, and Jinx's people, he says goodbye to his captain. After her death, the crew celebrate her life. At some point during the party, John finds himself on the balcony of the house they are looking out at the balcony of the house they are staying at, looking out at the stars. He sees Bosk below him doing something similar, but he chooses not to disturb the Vesk. John says his final goodbye to his to his captain. You have anything to say, John. Um, thank you for helping me be the light to find my own captain.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: The night comes to a close. John bids his friends goodbye and heads back to his school with Kmar. For many years, John continues to teach new solarians alongside mm-hmm. kmar who grows to be nearly John's equal, although they would never admit it. It is during the new admittance period that old John is shocked to see a familiar face walk into the room. Oh, that's right. This is good. She said she would see him again, and she wasn't joking or speaking metaphorically. Sitting across the table from the old master is a 10-year-old Gaul, although she doesn't recognize him, and she goes by a different name, Diana. And we're going to do a little scene with you meeting this new incarnation of Gaul.
1: Oh, I know it's Gaul.
0: You you know. You look at her. you, You know. She has the same sprite and everything in its skull. It skulls.
3: Mm-hmm. Winter.
0: And it, like, looks... It's the spitting image of her. So, Diana.
2: Yeah?
1: Uh, what makes you want to be a Solarian?
0: Well, this thing found me, so there's that.
1: Well, do you know what that thing is? She pokes in... No. <laughs> if you let it, it allows you to do something truly beautiful that the universe truly needs from all of us
0: you mean this and she does a
1: supernova <laughs> and then i'm just like you know oddly enough that's more common than you think
0: <laughs> she says oh, okay good I'm, I'm sorry i'm sorry i've gotten in trouble in the past for doing that
1: don't worry about it it all balances out eventually
0: okay what's balance what does that mean
1: it means it's a pretty big conversation walk with me We'll walk you over to our instructors. Okay.
0: So, I think with your scene walking, I think you have her bike, her like her little little gull baby hand, and lead her out. And a few more years pass, and John oversees this young gull's training. She is every bit as powerful as she once was, and now it's his job to guide her down the right path, as she once did for him. It's during one of her training exams that John is given a message by Kamar: Bosk is dying. John reaches out once more and feels his friend fading. He makes his way to the battlefield tent, meeting up with Mercer and Danny along the way to say goodbye to their friend. Their goodbye said, stay uh, They stay for both the funeral and the party that follows it. They hear the epic ballad of Bosque, which takes a full four, four, four days to sing. The song recounts every grand act the warrior ever did, and there are many tales, to, many to tell. <laughs> It is during this song that John and Mercer at a table to themselves say goodbye to another friend together.
1: I don't remember this song being that long. <laughs> but it's beautiful. Yes. You know, I remember when I first met Bosk and it was just so awkward. But <laughs> <laughs> That's what was amazing about him. As soon as All it would take was a battle for him to call you your brother or sister.
3: He was truly a good friend. Indeed. Just like you, Mercer. Just like you, John. Aww. And just like Jinx, our captain. I miss her. Me too. (laughs) Think about her every time I captain the Impala, trying to live up to her standards.
0: The party comes to a close and the four friends, meaning Mercer and Danny and Kamar and what's well, it, and John, bid each other farewell again. And John lives to see Gall graduate from the academy he built. And one day, while walking the Hall of Heroes, a place where graduates who have done great deeds are honored, John falls down unexpectedly. Many of his students and teachers who are also in the room quickly gather around him and carry him to a sick bay on the academy grounds. John's senses,, okay, John's senses return to him and he wakes up to hundreds, no, thousands of graduates and students and friends gathered around him, most notably Mercer, a very old Danny and Kmar and Gaul. There are stories written about nearly everyone in this room, and all of them begin with, with their teachings by John Jordan, the greatest of the Salarians. They wouldn't be here without his steady hand, his patience, his guidance, and his determination to never give up on anyone, even those who at one point or another fell to the dark. In those grim hours, he was always able to pull them back. He truly ushered in a golden age. He looks at his friends of the impala as he feels himself slipping away. We were going to do um little John's little death scene, Mercer, Danny and Kamar. Mercer, Danny and Kamar
1: k Yes, sir? Jamie, Bard, Avery. They would have been so
0: proud of you. That, mean, that means a lot, sir. Thank you. But, but I know, I know. He, he, he take, or they take your hand and they give it a good squeeze.
1: Danny.
4: Blah, blah.
1: It was a pretty rough start, but I think it's a beautiful ending.
4: Happily
0: or cut off Delon's arm off.
1: Well <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so am I. <laughs> uh who else is there? Mercer and that's it from, the, that's from it. the Impala?
0: Yeah, that's it.
1: Uh well and I want to talk to Gall. Diana too. Yeah. Um Mercer You still have all the recordings from, <laughs> from our missions. Yes. Yes, I do, John. Can you show me when we all first met? Yes. All and right. then it plays. Yeah,
0: video plays, and thanks. Uh, you see a lizard man who looks like Bosk. Oh, okay. He is Bosk. <laughs> but give me yeah, give some description of what he looks oh, like. I... <laughs>
1: He looks like uh, he looks like me. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like Justin. <laughs> with
4: green skin. I, I wasn't understanding that. Okay. That's Anyways, yes. So, I'm I'm very tall. I'm seven feet tall. I have a nasty scar across my left right eye. Um, and my scales like they range anywhere from a forest green to a brown, which give me like a speckled dark greenish color. Mm. Um I'm wearing an old army uniform without any um like symbols on it because I'm not allowed to wear the symbols anymore and I have a tattered cape over my whole like from my shoulders all the way down to my feet to cover myself. Very good. So you see him and he approaches you, Jinx. Hello.
0: Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, then uh, I guess Dagon says, this is going to be your first officer.
2: Nice to meet you. I am Jinx Insecta. You owe me a soda? (laughs) (laughs) What is a soda? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I just
4: heard people say that before, from long ago. Well, perhaps
2: we can can figure it out together, what a a soda is.
4: Is that our first mission?
2: Our, our first mission <laughs> together. We'll keep it just between the the two of us.
0: Excellent. Alright, next coming down the hall is John. Johnny? <laughs> Dear sweet Johnny.
4: What do they still... see as you approach? <laughs> yes.
1: They see John coming down the hall and he's wearing a dark green space jacket to represent with the security uh, logo on it, on it to indicate that he is the head of security and a regular and a cool, like, nice buttoned up space shirt <laughs> and uh, some nice pants and some combat boots and he is bald and with a very stylish goatee
0: Awesome He's human So, mm-hmm. Admiral <laughs> Degas says, ah, oh, I and mean, your security uh, head of security is here as well
1: John Jordan, it's a pleasure to meet both of you
2: Good to meet you, John Jordan I am Jinx
1: You're captain of this vessel, yes? I am, yes. Pleasure. And you are a lizard.
4: Yes, I am. I am Bosk. I'm the first officer of this ship.
1: Well, I'm sure your appearances are very misleading to your character. That remains to be seen. Very true. Looking forward to our work.
2: Absolutely.
0: Okay, that was... Kind of tense for some reason. <laughs> Next. I say, oh, look, and there's our wonderful mechanical man. <laughs> what what do we see as he comes down the aisle?
3: <laughs> you see a uh, uh, six-foot-tall android with his pale gray skin uh, walk down the hall in a pilot's jumpsuit with you know perfectly timed steps, uh, equal distance apart from each other, and he stands in front of you. You walk very precisely (laughs) I was designed to
2: Are you a Nexus 13? Is that what I have heard?
3: I am, but I like to go by Mercer
2: Of course, good to meet you Mercer I am Jinx
3: Are you our captain? I am Very well
0: (laughs) Well, I can tell we made the right choice with all of you You all seem very happy to meet each other It's gonna be so much fun on that ship
1: I feel very comfortable here Oh, my God, it's so awkward and so laughable. Look at how tense we are. Oh, simply amazing. Thank you, Mercer. Thank you, John. You are one good friend.
3: You are so much more, John. To so many. Diana?
0: Yes, sir.
1: Join your brothers and sisters in carrying out the balance in the universe. I'll
0: do my best. I'll live up to your name and everything you taught me, I promise.
1: Sometimes all we gotta do is just find the inner balance in ourselves, and usually that can go far. Remember that. I will.
0: John begins to close his eyes and his sprite that has been by his side, bright and powerful, even now, finally shoots out into the universe. His eyes fully shut, and the Master Solarian dies. In this darkness, though, John's eyes open again, fresh and new. He sees a woman holding him in her arms. He hears him call him by a new name. He likes the name. So the Solarian lives again. Boop-a-doop, and that's the end of John Jordan. What's the name? Uh, no, no,
3: no, I'm not going to say. <laughs> that's the end of John Jordan.
4: Yeah.
0: Finally, last certainly not least, we got Mercer. On board the Impala, Mercer is given the greatest gift he could ever ask for, the very ship he cared for and remade over and over again. He thanks Jinx for the opportunity and captains the, Impala well, and captains the Impala well for many years, saying goodbye to many friendships along the way. He took to the stars with the crew that was left. For a long time, he and the crew of the Impala explore the farthest reaches of the universe, charting unknown cosmos and navigating through ancient planets, for a modest fee, of course. On these many adventures, Mercer grew up, He became an intelligent, thoughtful leader and a renowned explorer in the universe and a renowned explorer the universe over. It is on his trip to the plane of the 25th hour that he hears the news come through his comm unit. His captain is dying with speed that could make light tremble. Mercer and his crew of the Impala make their way to Diaspora. He makes it there before anyone else, of course. He's there for her death, her funeral and the celebration of her life. It is during the party that Danny approaches him with a request. Um, Mercer. Hey, Danny. So, my mom just died. And I was wondering, I have just so many good memories of her and you and everybody aboard the Impala. And I just, can I I come back home?
3: I would love that, Danny. I pat him on the head like
0: I always used to. Yeah. Thank you, Mercer. That, That means a lot to me. It'll
3: be good to have you back. (laughs)
0: A little <laughs> um, So it is during the party. Dan, all right. Mercer gives his private goodbye after the party while on board the Impala, the ship she gave him.
3: I say, Jinx, I'm not, uh, at first, I wasn't sure I could handle the responsibility of this ship as well as you. And maybe I still don't. But I try my best every day to follow your example as a good captain. That's good. That's very good.
0: Mercer is saddened by this loss, but understands all organic life comes to an end sooner or later. It is is the way of things, but this thought is eased as he sees the goblin. He's known for so long scurry onto the ship, smiling and bubbly as ever. It is with that that the android resolves to stay in touch with his remaining brothers. Now I'll explain the farthest reaches of space. He takes time to return to Juno or find whatever Battlefield Bosk is fighting on and join them to catch up, and sometimes even lend a hand. There are more than a few occasions that the three were together for, together for galaxy-threatening missions, but nothing ever compared to the peril that they had faced together in the past. Victory was always assured. Even as they celebrated, Mercer saw his two friends age. They were no less spectacular than they were in their youth, but they were slowing down. Next birth, the next deathbed Mercer was at was one he did not expect to be on for a long time. He was at Bosk's side long, along with Danny, Kamar, and Bosk's vast army, when the mighty Vesk breathed his last. Mercer attended the funeral and the celebration of his life, and, you know, he heard the whole ballad of Bosk from start to finish and recorded it to keep it forever. <laughs> he said his goodbye to the to the old John and Kamar before returning to his duties. Mercer tracked the movements of stars, raced the constellation herd, and won. He piloted and routed every fjord and brought the name Impala award and fame. While opening his 200th charity to sentient machines, Mercer is given a message that his friend John is dying. Just as fast as ever, Mercer jumps into the Impala and flies the ship full throttle to John's school. He is surprised to see so many people there. K-Mar greets him and gre- greets him and Danny, and together they make their way to John's side. They, st- they say their final goodbyes to a legend and witness his death. Mercer and Danny stay for the funeral and the celebration of his life afterwards, which consisted of much drinking, singing, and a Solarian tournament in his name that survives to this day. They're all gone now. The android can't help but think this. He may not see them again for a very long while, but he holds a part of them still in the Impala, the ship he always returns to. It has been 1,000 years since John's death, and the universe has changed for the better. It has been an age of largely peace and prosperity. Mercer has done everything he could possibly think of, been everywhere he could imagine, upgraded his body to the peak of Android capacity, and that's when a thought occurs to him. Right when... The last surviving member of the original Starship Impala carefully walks into the room a very, very old goblin who has <laughs> lived an unnaturally long time named Danny. <laughs> I know that look, Mercer. You're thinking of something special, aren't you?
3: Yes I am, Danny.
0: Well, where what's what's happening this time?
3: There's nothing left for me to do in this body. Nowhere left for me to go.
0: animus are you logging off
3: there's only one thing left for me to do to put my soul at rest
0: oh, please anything i can help
3: i hand uh danny a data pad oh. and i plug myself into the impala
0: <gasps> you want me to upload yourself into the impala
3: i say that's right this progress this program will upload my consciousness into my ship and let my ai mason take over my body so he can go be with his family
0: first kind of Mercer okay I guess this isn't really a good goodbye
3: <laughs> no he
0: clicks a button and Mercer bodies go Mercer's head thumps down for a second before waking up again and the Mason AI is in it he goes you what did you just do and Mercer you're in the ship
3: yeah so the ships displays light up as her voice says Mason. You have your old life back. I'll, I'll go to
0: them now. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you he, you see him like run to a pod get in and like shoot out. <laughs> and uh Mercer you wake up inside the ship and you feel the engine whir and the thrusters burst. The controls light up by themselves as you, as you pilot as you plot a course to the unknown. And the ship starts to move. Danny leans back in a chair and says, "So, where to now, Mercer?"
3: "Anywhere you want, Captain Danny."
0: <laughs> he smiles and he says, "That's one good pilot." As the ship drive shoots off into hyperspace. Oh, and that's the end of a uh, Mercer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This was a story about faith. Friendship, family, blind determination, and hope. I do not wish to say the end because stories like this are never truly over. So instead, I will say, the next story begins. And that's a wrap on the Cycles, everybody. Wow. Yep, the end, the end, the yeah. end. <laughs> wow. We. I
4: can't believe wow. we actually did it. <laughs> we did it. When did we start?
2: What was the month? January. January. Uh, last year. Well, we yeah. started
3: recording November of yeah. 2018. Yeah. right. Or yeah. Or 2017. Yeah. Wow. That's November insane. of
2: 2017. Wow. We started recording first episode wow. in January wow. 2018. Is that a joke? No.
4: No. What? And nobody died the whole time. Nobody died the whole time. Close. Oh, some uh, close, close calls. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: that's it, guys.
4: Wow. Yeah. Thanks for listening.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for, excuse me, (laughs) again doing this with me and everybody for listening and hello Grayson and (laughs) yeah, bye. And And, uh,
3: uh, but it's not the end end. No, it's not. We'll be back for season two. um, Hopefully, the week after this airs. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Season. Yeah, two. So the, the only podcast
2: where there's no break in between seasons. <laughs> no break in between seasons. We get a five week break. Yeah, we get. Yeah, we get them,
0: yeah. <laughs> Alright, guys. Our theme is by the two Jakes. Thank you, Jose, for engineering us through the through Jose. These and Champion. for the good questions. Voted Woo! Sexiest Man Alive six weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> and um say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for being swell.